Good morning. Today, we will revisit escalating tensions in Belarus as more Western sanctions are placed on the Alexander Lukashenko government. We will then examine a surge in coronavirus cases in Australia and finally discuss trade differences between the United Kingdom and the European Union post-Brexit. Today is Tuesday, the 1st of June. I am Arunava and you're listening to The Leader's Brief by Egomok. A decision by the Alexander Lukashenko government to detain an opposition-minded journalist last week sparked outrage in the United States of America and Europe. Belarusian authorities had sent a MiG-21 fighter jet to intercept a radar plane flying from Athens to Lithuania and forced it to land in Minsk, flagging a false bomb alert. On its landing, authorities took journalist Roman Protasevich into custody. Media reports quoted European Union leaders as describing the incident as a hijacking. The 26-year-old journalist, who works for a Telegram channel called Belamova, is wanted in Belarus on extremism charges and is accused of organizing mass riots. He continues to deny the allegations. Mr. Protasevich had previously worked for Poland-based online news service Nexta, which had broadcasted footage of protests against President Alexander Lukashenko last year. The incident comes at a time Belarus has been placed under a flurry of sanctions by Western powers after a contentious election saw Mr. Lukashenko being elected president last year. The European Union had, earlier this month, placed a fourth round of sanctions against senior Belarus officials. Thousands of protesters have been arrested since last year after the country's first and only president, Alexander Lukashenko, won the August 9th polls with an improbable 80% vote share. The country's opposition leader, Svetlana Shikhanuskaya, who enjoys large popularity in the erstwhile Soviet Republic, continues to exile herself in Lithuania. Protests have escalated since Svetlana called for a nationwide strike in October last year and security forces, often backed by the Kremlin, have used brute force to silence dissenters. The situation, aided by the coronavirus pandemic, has brought the country to an economic standstill with major industries suffering losses. Regarding last week's incident, European and US officials threatened new sanctions on the country. The United States Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has demanded a full investigation into what he labeled a shocking incident. He said in a statement, quote, Given indications, the forced landing was based on false pretenses. We support the earliest possible meeting of the Council of the International Civil Aviation Organization to review these events. End quote. Meanwhile, Mr. Lukashenko has signed an amendment to the country's media law completely prohibiting journalists from covering rallies on live television if they have not been approved by the government to do so. Moving on to some news from the Indo-Pacific, Australia imposed COVID-19 lockdown measures in its second largest city, Melbourne, after being unable to find the missing link leading to a fresh outbreak in the city. Under the restrictions, applicable for the next three days, home gatherings are limited to five guests, public meetings are limited to 30 people and face masks are mandatory in restaurants, pubs and other indoor venues. Unlike most other countries affected by the COVID pandemic, Australia has been able to keep the total number of positive coronavirus cases well below the 30,000 mark, with a little over 900 deaths. The country has received international praise for its handling of the pandemic and Canberra continues to employ extreme preventive measures. Earlier this month, the country had announced that it will not lift border restrictions till at least mid-next year, despite the possibility of a catastrophic impact on its travel and tourism industry. The country had closed down to non-nationals and non-residents in March last year and has allowed only limited international arrivals since then. The latest outbreak in Melbourne saw Victoria register a COVID case in over three months. Victoria was the worst affected state in the country during the COVID outbreak last year, accounting for about 70% of total cases and 90% of deaths. Till last week, the state had recorded over 20,000 cases. 
Following the latest outbreak, New Zealand had temporarily excluded Victoria from its quarantine-free travel bubble with Australia for 72 hours and asked New Zealanders who visited any of the flagged Melbourne locations to immediately self-isolate and get tested. It should be mentioned that despite its successful containment of the pandemic, Australia had a relatively slow vaccine rollout and has been able to immunise a little over 7% of its total population. Moving on to the European continent, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen told a news conference last week that problems between the European Union and Britain do not stem out of the Northern Ireland Protocol but out of Brexit itself. She told reporters, quote, If we see problems today, we should not forget that they do not come from the Protocol but result from Brexit, end quote. Ms. Wanderlein's comments come at a time the European Union and the United Kingdom saw trade fall by 20.3% on the first quarter this year. In a report, the United Kingdom's Office of National Statistics revealed that imports of goods from EU countries, excluding precious metals, fell by 21.7%, while exports fell 18.1%. The onus too has blamed Brexit that came into effect beginning this year for the massive slump. In comparison, the United Kingdom's trade with the rest of the world fell by only 0.4%. However, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said, quote, It is disappointing that there was not more recognition from the Commission President of the impact the current operation of the protocol is having in Northern Ireland. End quote. The ONS had said that it was difficult to fully detangle the impact the coronavirus and EU exit had on UK and international trade while they are still having an influence. Presently, the Northern Ireland Protocol, which covers the special situation of Northern Ireland, and imposes checks on British goods crossing its borders have become a bone of contention for post-Brexit trade. Addressing an EU summit last week, Ms. Wanderline said that it was important to reiterate that the protocol was the only possible solution to ensure peace and stability in Northern Ireland while, quote, protecting the integrity of the European Union as a single market, end quote. Trade between the 27-member bloc and the United Kingdom is, however, expected to pick up in the next two quarters as post-Brexit regulations become more normalised. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune in to Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.